So this is an area where people are just nervous, I think is the easiest way to put it. I think when we talk to people in a similar vein to where people are nervous about doing things like video or putting content out there, asking for business is something people have trouble with. And beyond, I guess, just the generic, you should just go there and ask for it. We're going to talk about some different ways that you can use to maybe make yourself more comfortable um, to leverage the skills you've got to achieve these things. Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage. And in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. So hello and welcome again. It's Level Up. I'm Daniel with Katie. And today we are talking about two of the big R's that real estate folks are Are concerned with. Reuse and recycle? No, not two of the big three. These are two that stand alone. Although prior to recording this, I thought we were talking about a different two R's. So it really isn't stuck on those. We're talking about referrals and reviews today. I thought we were talking about repeat but whatever. Repeat and referral. I mean, repeat and referral typically go together. We kind of are going to take a couple of different angles today and mix it up. So yeah. So yeah. Getting referrals from our clients, number one, um, just, well, yeah, getting clients, getting referrals as well as reviews. Um, I find a lot of agents can struggle in this department and just under figuring out the right wording, um, how to ask for the review. I can't, I keep thinking repeat and referral, the review and the referral. You seem like you're talking, I I don't know if it's the glasses, but you're talking very calmly as you start to put this together. I feel like we're on like a PBS special about reviews and referrals. Welcome everybody. Pull up, pour yourself a cup of tea. Professional preamble. There you go. It's good. Let's go. It's good. So this is an area where people are just nervous I think is the easiest way to put it. I think when we talk to people in a similar vein to where people are nervous about doing things like video or putting content out there, asking for business is something people have trouble with. And beyond, I guess, just the generic, you should just go there and ask for it. We're going to talk about some different ways that you can use to maybe make yourself more comfortable um, to leverage the skills you've got to achieve these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that goes for the referrals. Both, and then yeah. the re- yeah, and then the reviews, yeah, just asking for kind words and nice things to be said about you. But yeah, I think if you look at the reason, like if you kind of go deep down and understand where that comes from, I think a lot of times, at least for myself, people think that because if you're asking for business from people, people think that you're desperate or you might, you know, be struggling a little bit. And so I think it's important to get over that assumption because that's usually not what people are assuming. I think a lot of people want to help you in your business and maybe they see you on Instagram and you're driving the Lambo and you're doing all these deals and they don't think you need um, help uh, with your business, but it's people do want to support you. 
How ass backwards is that? Like the fact that we are nervous about what people think and that gets in the way of us asking people to build off of us telling people we're great because we want people to think we're great so that our phone rings because they're so enamored with what we're showing them that they're just going to call us when in fact, in a lot of cases, we're painting a picture that's not entirely accurate in the first place. Well, I think if you're not in this type of space, like in, in, in an entrepreneur, I, I don't think people really understand what you need to do to get business. I think people just assume you've got business coming to you. Maybe the brokerage hands you business constantly. So you're just constantly working and there's really no need to get more business or, you know, you don't have that need. So I think we've got to stop assuming that people know how we, how we operate and how we generate business. It's, it is, it's breaking the assumption chain because other people are making assumptions. And if we do the same thing in an opposite sense, that's why our phone never rings. And that's why we're starving for business because we're expecting that people think things about us. They're expecting that we think things about ourselves and no one picks up the phone, right? So first things first is getting over that and having a deliberate strategy and thought process that goes into all this in order to actually put any of these strategies into place. Because if you're coming at this from a position of, you know, nobody wants my call, but at the same time, everyone else is thinking they don't need my call. Mm. There will never be any calls. Yeah. You'll never get anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's definitely important to realize. Um, so maybe we can go into reviews first. Cause I think that's kind of the first part of this series of events. Um, so asking for the review, I think most people will wait until the transaction has closed to ask for that final review from people, whether you're wanting a Google review or just a review to um, share on your social media or whatever it is. Um, but that is probably the first and most um, crucial mistake people make when when they're seeking to get reviews is the timing of that review. Because if you think about it, when you're at closing and people are moving, the last thing they're going to want to do is give you a review because there's too much going on. In your timing is super important. And the same, same goes for asking for referrals as well. Like, yep. don't think about what's convenient and best for you. Think about the time most likely to be able to catch somebody in a moment where they're happy to do it, where their brain is in a place that isn't clouded by stresses and other things. And God forbid things not going perfectly, because the moment you ask for a review, you want someone to be in the clouds with your service at that point in time in a good way. Right. They don't want to be angry because the previous owner didn't leave one of the bathroom mirrors and now they're frustrated and then they're going to give you a review. That's not what you want. Right. If you have a bad experience or if you're dealing with a cluster of a situation, does it really make sense in that same breath to be like, hey, while we're here, I know we're dealing with this uh, you know, undiagnosed deficiency that we just moved in on, but would you mind filling out this review for me or could you click on this link or whatever it is? Um, so yeah, should go without saying, but I think when you become, we talk a lot about systems, use your head, right? Just because your timeline might say, here's where I ask for a review, always read the room, always read the room. 
And, and just adjust your timing because you're better off asking for the review when, if it's a, a seller client, when you've just accepted an offer, you've just firmed up on the offer that you have and the home is sold and you're out there with the sold sign, like that's a perfect opportunity. So do it when something good happens, when your clients are celebrating. And it does, I mean, it doesn't even have to be when something is finalized, it could just be, we just got started with this process and are super excited and love all the information you're sharing. Like if you're getting good feedback from people, Hey, do you mind just putting that in writing for me? Because like, it's top of mind. They're not, you know, like when people ask me for reviews and it's not in a good, um, timeframe for me, I struggle with like putting words together. I'm just like, I, I mean, they were good. I just can't think of specific examples. So do it when there are real time examples happening in the moment. It's not formula driven other than the mindset of the person you're asking. Definitely. It, it shouldn't be at a certain point in this series of events, because you know what? There's people who will never buy or sell or lease or otherwise with you, but still have a great experience. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to lose those people as both reviews and as potential referral sources going forward, because ultimately it's all about the experience you're providing for people and leveraging those people to bring you more people. That's what this is all about. Exactly. And to build your brand. Yeah. So another thing is to make it easy for people to review. Um, Now there's, I, I ran into some issues lately with Google. I don't know if you guys have as well, but when you send people the direct link to review you on Google, sometimes the review doesn't end up showing up, which is super frustrating because I'm trying to make it easy for people. And then the stupid review doesn't show up. So if you've run into that issue, I've heard that it it's kind of a mechanism with Google where they think it's a spam thing that if you have a direct link to this, that you're, you know, just soliciting, I I don't know what, what's behind it, but I guess Google's flagging it for some people. So the way to get around that, um, there's two ways it's either the person's email address. So they have a different email address, maybe ask them to try it on that email uh, instead, or Google your business name, and then click on leave a review when you see the business thing on the side of the the page there. And again, that's not making it easy for people, but just a heads up because I found that that handy direct link um, hasn't been working lately for me. I agree. It's not as easy, but I still think it's easy. Like I'm, I fall into that camp of people should be smart enough if you give them enough tools, but I agree yeah. if you don't give them enough tools or you don't lead the what is it? Lead a horse to water? Is it a horse? Mm-hmm. If you don't yeah. lead a horse to water, um, they won't go, right? right. So simply sending a, a note or having a line at the bottom of your emails that says, I'd really like your reviews, you know, click here, but it's part of your signature. Like you need to personalize it. And in personalizing it, lay it out there clearly because people want to do it. We talk about this all the time, right? Yeah. Like, People are not adverse to leaving reviews. Think about yourselves. I mean, I'm sure there's a handful out there who maybe never do it or don't want to do it. But generally Mm -hmm. speaking, this is all predicated on the fact that you're really good at what you do and what you did for them, right? Like this is the assumption we're making because you're all awesome. You did good work. 
you represented your client effectively, you gave them a good experience, you left them with a smile on their face. People like that don't mind and are actually honored to be asked to leave a review. In some cases, honored might be a stretch. That sounds pretty excessive, but people are happy to do it. So get over for reviews, the whole, they're not going to want to, but put them in a position where you're on team review with them. Yeah. Yeah. So create like a templated email that just step-by-step instructions. And you can even include a sample um, of one because maybe people are at a loss for words sometimes. Or, I mean, some people I know even offer to write their own. Like, you know, if you're struggling or if you just want me to like, just write up something quickly and have you review it and you're good with it and you can copy it, paste it into like, I mean, it's not as, um, like genuine, I guess, but if you can eat a review and you want one, just, I think at the end of the day, just put yourself in their shoes. Like when you're asked for a review, what is the easiest way for you to get motivated to just post that review? think that's that's the question and because every interaction is different although there's a consistency to how good your service is to me at least if people are able to emphasize nuances of your particular relationship you know like make most of it generic but with a little sprinkling of something you know, it doesn't have to be a story, but like really helped me through, like I'm a first time home buyer or I'm a this, or, you know, it was really tough out there. We saw lots of places, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wouldn't be shocked, although I don't condone this because it scares the shit out of me, but I wouldn't be shocked if realtors and their clients start using AI to start writing these things. Yeah. You know, if you want to make it easy for someone, go to chat GPT, write in, write me a great review about an awesome realtor named Katie Steinfeld that focuses on her attention to detail, like whatever it is, you know, write one sentence and all of a sudden you've got a review and then adapt that copy paste if you're really lazy, but like that I could see things going there for people who just want to are strapped for ideas. Yeah. Yeah. And then a couple other tips I have is um, consider a video testimonial. I mean, that doesn't reflect back to Google per se, but um, that's always helpful, especially uh, for your social media. If people are open to doing that, I would definitely say that's a great piece to include in your social feeds. Um, And then also when you work with other agents too, leave them reviews and invite them to leave. I mean, usually they'll reciprocate and give you a review as well, but if not, like ask them for a review. Um, Cause those are people that you've worked with as well. And it's important to know that you were an easy person, easy agent to work with that you, you know, worked well together, blah, blah, blah. Um, so if you're looking for more sources of reviews, um, especially as when you're starting out, that can be a great place to, to go as well. I'm going to build off of both of those because they're really good pieces of advice. Well done. Thank you for your great advice. You're welcome. Um, That's what I'm here for. There's a wider range of people that go beyond just the colleagues and realtors you work with that you can ask as well, right? Your stager, your photographer, your handyman, your mortgage broker, whatever it is, people with whom you have good experiences in the work that you do will be very likely and willing to give you good reviews. Now, often there's a reciprocal nature to that, I would think, 
So when you say like, so this is where like, if you write a great review for the mortgage broker you work with, how easy is it to say, I'd really appreciate if you do the same. We had a great time on this one or many transactions. Um, support me that way. And then the other thing you mentioned with video and more specifically, the fact that it's not always on Google, reviews and testimonials should form a key part of your overall content strategy, right? And so it's not just about getting five stars and a bigger number on the Google search, although that's a huge thing. And a lot of people do use that and it's where you want reviews to be. But the more you're able to get creative and varied types of medium of people giving good words about you that you can repurpose and use in other places, mm-hmm. whether it's, I mean, it could be anywhere. It could be in your buyer's guide, your listing presentation, your social media feeds, whatever it is, get mm-hmm. as much of it as you can. And even if you're just keeping it in your back pocket, you can never have too many people saying nice things about you and be able to use those. Very true. Yeah. Seeing that testimonial is key. Mm. So there's a, a really good segue here, and I don't want to spend too much time because this could be a whole other episode. Probably should. Have I was, been a whole you other know episode. what? I was thinking, <laughs> maybe do we cut it off and then talk about referral business another time? But yeah, no, I yeah, because these are two big topics. But um, yeah, I mean, there there's a good touch connection. I think we can touch yeah. on the stuff that connects here because there's so much mm-hmm. parallel in that. First of all, getting reviews in a large part is part of getting referrals. It is almost an indirect referral where someone's not necessarily calling a friend and saying, use this person. Instead, they're telling the world, use this person, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like it's free marketing on mass from somebody. But maybe just to touch on an overall mindset that ties to both of these things, right? Rather than getting into referral strategies, because we could do that as another episode. Um, I think it's about the way we conduct our business. And it does tie in to some degree what we were talking about, the assumptions we make about what people think and what people are willing and not willing to do. But you want to make the experience worth sharing, right? Maybe that's kind of the easiest way to put it. For reviews, for referrals, when you're giving someone an experience that puts them in a position where they want to tell other people, yeah, right? that is where you've hit the sweet spot and how much easier is it not even to ask to even work it into your casual discourse with people about how, you know, it's no longer the thing on the back of your business card that says I'm never too busy for your referrals. Like for, for, I was going to drop an F bomb there, but just forget that. Okay. I mean, it's, there's nothing wrong with having that, but that's not the message we're trying to send. We're not saying hey, I've always got time for somebody if they want to talk to me. We're saying, hey, we had an awesome experience. You've seen the work I do. You've interacted with my content. You're not even my client, but you see the value that I want to provide. And I'd like to be able to share that with more people, right? And only in a situation where you're confident that what you've seen or experienced with me is something that you'd trust a friend or a family member with, in those situations, it would do your friend a benefit, it would do me a benefit to be able to share that sort of thing. And I think that comes from being deliberate, useful and valuable in the stuff that we put out there to set the stage to ask for these things. Yeah, and also encourage people just to send your name to somebody else. Like, 
you know, I can think of just, you know, community weekly, like we do a weekly update for the sales in our immediate neighborhood. And we have people on that list every so often sharing our email and inviting and, and giving us email addresses for other people in the neighborhood who want to be a part of the update. So the more value you give, the more reason people like you're the more top of mind you are and the more reason you have, they have to share your information with other people. And to be honest, like there's really not like this, like, it's not a huge secret on how to do this effectively. I think both of us right now have a good repeat and referral business and and we love that. And it's really just about taking care of the people you've worked with in the past, be in touch with them, provide value when they need it or when you think they might need it. Um, and, and that's, that's really all it is because then it becomes less salesy and it just, you've built the relationship and people, when you have a good relationship with people, people want to help you out. People want to give people the same opportunity they had when they worked with you and, and to continue the relationship after the fact as well. People get caught up just in the, what kind of a job am I going to do for somebody argument and not as much in the, who am I? argument. Mm -hmm. Like when we get into this market, we talk about all the time with tens of thousands of people competing for the same business, you're going to get the paperwork filled out by everybody, generally speaking, in an, in an adequate way. But the more you're able to show people the over and above um, and really the who you are, I think people come to realize that you're the kind of person that they would want to refer other people to, right? And that's whether it's people to their friends, whether it's regionally. I mean, people who listen to this podcast are across North America, right? And it's fair to say that they don't know a lot of people in the Toronto area. So, hey, if you've ever got people moving to Toronto, you know, hopefully, you know, like, but that that's the sort of thing. It's just letting people know, here's who I am, here's what I do, and here's a consistent view into the type of value that I offer, asking for nothing in return. Yeah. right? Because it's just the nature of the business that you do. Mm -hmm. It's providing that experience. It's providing service. And also to build off of past conversations with CRM, it's keeping track, right? When people do refer, who's mm -hmm. referring you? Yeah, Don't forget about huge. the people who have sent you business you or put your name people. out there, right? Yeah. Whether or not it panned out into a live deal or into yeah. a client or anything, if people are actively out there and giving your name to other people or writing yeah. reviews for you, don't just let them hang there. Like you need yeah. to engage. And those are your most important people. All these talks about your sphere and your network are to get to that sweet spot where your network is growing by virtue of those who are out there and promoting you on your behalf. Yeah. So the most attention needs to be spent to them. Don't forget them. They're not just like use them and lose them or you will. No. Lose them. Yeah. No, that's the thing. Like once you already have somebody, it's so much easier to continue that, the, the, the relationship, get more business. Um, and yeah, so it, it, I think at the end of the day, it's really a combination of building that relationship, continuing it past the transaction and continuously, like as you have conversations with people, like if you do a quarterly or an annual market update for all of your past clients, throw in, Hey, by the way, if you know of anybody that's looking to get into the market, um, I'm happy to work with them. Like I've built my business off after like 
you know, amazing people that I've worked with in the past who have sent me um, referrals and, and I'm always wanting, I'm always open to talking to more people. I'd always love that extra business. So however, I mean, that wasn't worded really well. So <laughs> find another way to word it. But yeah, but remember but, the, yeah. the thing we started talking about though, is if you don't say that people yeah, will have the assumption know. that yeah. you're fine and you yeah. are fine, but you know, you are. But, yeah. But, but they, yeah, building that database, more getting business. more people. Yeah. yeah. So just keep, keep at it. Give people a reason to call other people, show them how great you are without. Yeah. And that doesn't mean videos in the Lambo. If that's the image you want to put out there, fantastic. That's what people are going to think. But people see that and say, that person doesn't have time for me. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't say, man, I want to work with that person. So maybe she gives me a ride in her Lambo. Well, maybe some people would want that. I don't know. Maybe it depends like, on your 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 audience too, right? Well, that's it. Understand who you're going after because yeah. one of the biggest ways of getting referrals, the indirect referral, when someone shares a post of yours, right? Like social media wise, is an example of a referral. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. It might not. It might not be them calling a friend and saying, "Hey, call Katie. She's really great to work with." But the mm -hmm. moment you put up something of value and somebody exposes their network to that. They've referred you. Yeah. That's a soft referral that could pay dividends big time. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we will do a whole other episode on referrals though. That was just a little, yeah. little sprinkle at the end of the episode a taste here. Test. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. This will be our podcast for next week. We'll make sure to link to it in the Facebook group. And Sure. Yeah. Be sure to leave us a review on all of the. <laughs> we would be very channels. appreciative of a review. Yes. Because yes. you know what we we try to add value and we love the reviews. This isn't a this isn't a revenue thing for us. It's just we do like the feedback, not even the reviews. But the easiest way to leave us feedback is through a review. So go do that and tell all your friends about the podcast. Level yeah, up and the share podcast for one realtors. of your favorite episodes on one of your social channels. <laughs> Level up, 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 level up,